0: And those things you actively try out that are new are going to give you little glimpses of what you actually like to do and what you don't like to do. And it's going to help you form a decision for when you start doing something for yourself. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am in a really good mood today. Just really excited to be here Sit. And hey, I'm standing right now, actually. Again, I just have like so much energy today. (laughs) Thank God I have a standing desk. So I am standing up, just ready to go, fired up for this episode. I got in a morning workout, which I don't do very often, But when I do, it does feel really good. feel just productive, get that checked off the list for the day. And I'm actually typically someone who really enjoys working out in the afternoon, evening. Sounds weird, but I just cannot work out on an an, um, empty stomach. I used to be somebody who would wake up at like 4 a.m. and go to the gym have some pre workout and like lift heavy. And now I'm just like, how in the heck did I do that? Because I have to go to the gym with some sort of food in my body. I'm not saying like feel full, but definitely not on an empty stomach. Like have to have a snack before, have to feel some sort of fuel to go into the gym. So yeah, but this morning was a little bit different. I did go in the morning, not too, too early, but check that off the list. And I'm just, it set up my day. So I'm a big fan of slow mornings, but when I do get in a random workout, it kind of serves to be a bit of a treat from time to time. So now we're here, it put me in a good mood, and you guys are receiving (laughs) the benefits from my morning workout. But I hope you guys are having a great day as well, or a great week. I'm excited to continue our conversation from last week about making the most out of your 20s. And if you have not listened to that episode yet, please press pause and check out part one, but if you really must stay, finish this episode, and then go check out part one. But as I was reflecting on last week's episode, after I recorded it, I honestly was having a bit of imposter syndrome, not gonna lie, because I'm still in my 20s. So I was like, who am I to be talking about what you should know to make the most out of your 20s? Like, I'm still in my 20s. So I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, But you know, in reality, I know I'm not a know-it-all and I hope I also don't come off that way. Hopefully you're here because we're friends now at this point and you don't get that vibe from me. But I do think I have some sort of credibility to talk about what you can do to make the most out of your 20s because I think I've turned out just fine even though I still am in my 20s, I'm currently a 28 year old, but by no means do I have the answers to everything, but I would like to say that I think I'm doing just just fine. okay. <laughs> and so I can offer some sort of advice here and there. Um, but as I was sitting on it more too, I think not knowing everything, gives me some credibility to talk about this. Because in some way, we're all just a bit lost in our 20s trying to figure it out in regards to career, passions, life, relationships, various opportunities that come our way. And I think the more you just lean into that fact that you don't have to have it all figured out and lean into the fact that you're in your 20s, it's okay. And you're supposed to just try new things and move through those things without the expectation that you're going to navigate it all perfectly. The more you like release that and just lean into it as well, that's how you make the most out of your 20s. And I feel like that's how recently the past from like my mid to now 20s, that's how I have started to navigate life. And so as I'm talking through these episodes, I'm really kind of speaking to like early 20s. And I mentioned this in in the last episode, like these are things I'm currently working on and currently working through and have to remind myself of, you know, I am not here self prophesying in any way and say, do this. I turned out just great and be like me. Like, no, I think, yeah, I'm doing okay for myself. My mindset's in a good place. I'm pretty happy. Um, but there's always room to grow and I'm still not out of my twenties and there's still a journey ahead of me. Right? So Let's let's just get into it. But consider this conversation with a friend, okay? I'm not your mentor, I'm not your life coach. I'm really just somebody a friend to you who wants to hold you accountable. I want to hold you higher and I really just want the best for you, honestly. That's why I have this platform because you deserve somebody in your corner and on your side genuinely who believes in you. I know we don't know each other personally, but I can just feel all of your guys's energy and I want to be your friend, so come hang out with me over on social media, at the Girl Who Can Podcast, or at Aris Lujano. You can slide in my DMs over there. Love hearing from each and every one of you, even if you're just like, hey, I'm so-and-so and and I'm from here. Start a conversation with me, I'm in your corner. But let's get into it. Let's chat about our careers first, jobs in our 20s. And First, I want to share what my first ever job was because I... Um, I actually think this question's kind of fun, but it I, I wasn't in my 20s for my first ever job. I was a hostess at the elephant bar. And why I got that job, um, one, I just needed to be an adult, start being an adult. I think I was like 18 or something. Um, but I wanted to join a sorority at the college um as a freshman, and my parents were like, I'm not paying for this. If you want to pay for it, you want to join a sorority. Um go get money. (laughs) So I ended up getting a job, going to get money, but I did not join that sorority. I ended up using that money that I made, was making, um, to study abroad, which I'll talk about a little bit later on traveling. But anyways, I was a hostess at the Elephant Bar. I don't know even if the Elephant Bar... a restaurant that's around anymore but it was a corporate chain restaurant nothing you know fancy fine dining but honestly i am so happy my first job started out in the service in the service industry so i got hired as a host moved up to server and then got moved, moved up to cocktail waitress in the bar which is funny because I wasn't even 21 at the time. As a cocktail waitress, I couldn't open wine bottles that people would order so that I would have to be annoying and ask my manager to do it. But I then ended up serving in a fine dining restaurant, I think when I was like 20 to 24. So throughout college. But honestly, if you were in your 20s, you should work at some point in the service industry even if you're not in your 20s like at some point you should work in the service industry because whether it's a server retail something in hospitality it teaches you so so much about life how to multitask how to talk to different types of people how to develop a backbone how to develop a voice how to entertain so, so much. And I didn't realize that at the time, but now that I reflect on it, like that's where all of those things that I just mentioned, a lot of it came from. And just the cherry on top to this being in the service industry is it's honestly kind of good money. If you get yourself into a good place, like fine dining, it's something that allows you to still work a day job or go to school if you want to and make some extra cash. Um, And on top of that, learn some life valuable skills that I just mentioned and build your career. So I just wanna comment on that. I understand what I said basically means work 24 seven. Like I'm saying, yeah, you can work your day job and then work a server um, job in the evening. Like that's basically you working 24 seven. So I'm not advocating for burnout and I get it. I'm not saying do that and that's the weight of life. But if you're able to pick up something on the weekends, I highly encourage you to do so. If you want to make extra cash, maybe you're um, you're in school, you're in college, because I can't tell you how many times people asked me if I was a student while I was a server. They gave me advice, they tipped me well because I was a student. And I remember my last table ever at the restaurant I worked at. I told them the couple, it was a couple, it was my last night and they were my last table. And I was leaving my hometown and heading off to an internship to become a registered dietitian. And they were so nice. They wanted to know what I wanted to do with my career, my goals, and their bill, their total bill was like 50 bucks or something like that. And they tipped me a hundred dollars and wrote at the top, go out and live a big life on the receipt. And I will never forget that because transitioning from what I considered to be my college job to now transitioning into more of an adult, like my stepping into my career and having somebody kind of give me that leaving parting message of go live a big life was just it. It was awesome and it was really touching. But moments like this working in the service industry really allow you to connect with other people. As I mentioned before, like you're able to learn how to talk to different types of people. There were for sure people... You deal with a lot of angry people as well, entitled people, people just trying to cheat the system. Like you learn how to navigate those situations as well as multitasking while try, trying to handle somebody like that. And that can directly apply to your adult job and how you are navigating life. And I think in your 20s, when you enter the workforce, and this is also what's missing a lot of times, connection. And I can only recognize this from being in the service industry. So that's why I say, at some point, try and work in the service industry. But we lack connection, I think, with the mission of why we're doing what we're doing. Sometimes we show up for a paycheck. We show up because that's what we got our degree in from college. Maybe we just begin to talk to coworkers only about work or complaining about a boss and not really knowing much about each other outside of work. There's this lack of awareness of where we're going and why we're doing what we're doing and why we're taking on projects. Sometimes we're just doers and not necessarily thinkers or connectors. Um, we lack the connection of the bigger picture. And I say this because I'm talking from experience, um, in my early twenties. And the bigger picture is that this is not your end. Okay. Your first job for most people is not going to be your dream job. And your second job, maybe your third job, I'm not saying it can't be, okay? Because it definitely can be. Your first job could definitely be your dream job. And I am so happy for you if that is the case. But guys, how do you expect to value that dream job when it does fall on your lap? Or even be good at it, honestly, at that dream job unless you learn how to sustain that dream job first. Sustain a job just in general, Actually develop skills in the workforce. And I think I know actually our culture glamorizes being an entrepreneur and being your own CEO, boss babe, whatever you want to call it. Now, launch your business, start a brand, and own it. I'm not saying being your own CEO or being a boss babe is not is bad, but I think it's overly glamorized and it's almost like you've made it. I'm putting that in air quotes, you've made it, or you're the it girl if you've launched your own business or you have your own brand, it's okay to not want that. It's okay to not want to be your own CEO or it's okay to not be your own CEO or launch your own brand or start your own business. It's okay to learn from a CEO and maybe still have entrepreneurial tendencies within your current job or it's okay to work in corporate, the corporate world. It's okay to want to be a part of a team Because guess what? Some of your favorite brands don't operate with one person. They operate with a team. And this is something I've realized as of late as well. You know, I kind of entered the workforce expecting my first job to be my dream job. And um, yeah, being really, not upset, but just starting to complain about what I wanted and what I felt other people had. Um, and just kind of like that feeling of always wanting more, feeling like it wasn't, I hadn't made it and it wasn't my dream job. And I just felt so behind. And then I started to realize, like, behind by whose standards? People I was seeing on social media? For you, maybe it is social media, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's coworkers making those standards for you. Um, and maybe, you know, you're in your late twenties or even thirties listening to this and you do feel behind because of your age and you're not in your dream job, making your dream money. And I get it. Like those thoughts can be hard and consuming and drain energy. I'm not immune to those thoughts either. Like those thoughts kind of sometimes still creep in my mind too. But what I want to share with you is that helped me understand something that is foundational to lean into in your 20s is that success is not making a certain dollar amount. People pick a certain dollar amount to attach to their success definition or happiness because they think they want a certain lifestyle. When really, you probably need far less to be happy. And when you start operating out of finding that what fuels that happiness level, you can then actually get pretty creative at how you start to make money. And from what I've understood just moving through my twenties is that people have it all wrong. And we have the narrative wrong. We enter the workforce with this wrong mindset. We think, oh, when I have X salary, then I can be happy and do X. When it should be, I'm going to do what I can to be happy along the way. And from that, find a way to make money off something I actually enjoy doing. People who make good money that hate their jobs would probably, you know, ask them in 20 years if they would probably be they would probably be much happier transitioning into something that makes less, but loving what they do. Because maybe that means if they're in like a high-paying job but they hate their job, maybe they're sacrificing time with their family. They're not able to travel. Their happiness, their passion, their purpose is stripped away. And I'm not saying that's a case for everybody, but just starting to recognize like that success is not making a certain dollar amount. Really thinking of what can you do to be happy along the way, along your current journey. And from that, find a way to make money off something you actually enjoy. Because there's no reason you have to make less loving what you do, though. When you follow your dreams, money can follow. And this comes with like having a good relationship with money, which I will also talk about a little bit later in the episode. And now I feel like I'm able to say all of this in a comfortable manner, not because I'm sitting here making millions. <laughs> like That's not why. But you know what? There's always more to be made, right? But I currently can be happy and I am focusing on my growth and where I'm currently at. And then I can capitalize exactly on what I'm currently doing. So then ultimately it doesn't become work. Just finding the little glimpses of happiness and my strengths and leaning into those because that's why you're there. That's why you're currently in the moment that you are as well. So basically what I'm saying here is that when it comes to career, find what makes you happy first before trying to climb the corporate ladder and then wonder how you're going to get off because maybe you don't like your life but also I'm if this is so like subjective for everybody if climbing the ladder leads you to a position that you genuinely genuinely have strengths and skills in then go climb it you know this is not like a prescription okay these are just my thoughts and opinions but what i'm saying is check your heart and check your intentions before you climb that ladder. And now you might also be hearing this discussion and think, "Well, I don't know what makes me happy, Arissa. Like you're talking about happiness and I don't even know what my purpose is. I don't know what my passion is, but I just know it's something different than what I'm doing right now." And that's also entirely possible, okay? And that is totally normal in your 20s. And what I would say to that is keep going. Try the new job, try the side gig, Maybe take the risk and quit and actually, yeah, do something new or ask for a task you wouldn't normally do in the position that you're in. Maybe you're gonna be bad at it. Maybe you might hate it, but you might also love it. And those things you actively try out that are new are going to give you little glimpses of what you actually like to do and what you don't like to do. And it's going to help you form a decision for when you start doing something for yourself. You're in your 20s, okay? This is a time to try. And if I'm being honest with everyone, I still feel like I'm in the season of trying. Trying with this podcast, trying with my leadership style, trying with my career. Am I overall happy? Yes. Do I feel like I've quote made it or I feel like I've quote reached my potential of that big life? You know, those people wrote on my receipt when I was serving my last table at the restaurant. I think by social media standards, if I were to compare, like, am I living that big life? No, but I know that every day is an opportunity to live a big life. And that's a difference. It's an opportunity to live a big life through my actions and my words. And that's on living in daily happiness and gratitude to keep going and by looking at that what at it this way which i encourage you to because then it flips a switch of focusing on the journey instead of the outcome so then you can actually enjoy it and i promise you like that makes all the difference and that i think is the secret to living the ultimate big life, like those people mentioned on the receipt of my last table, like go out there and live a big life. Because then if you're operating, focusing on the journey versus the outcome, you're living in faith. You're living in faith in the process, faith in the failures, faith in the opportunities, in the pivots, and ultimately faith in the good. But also if you don't know what makes you happy or what your passion is, I get it. And I encourage you to reflect on things you enjoy, hobbies, your strengths, then past struggles, like this is a whole separate podcast episode, um, but also how you overcame those struggles and start to, to connect the dots, start to connect common themes. Are you someone who likes health and fitness? Are you more logical? Do you like being of service to others? Do you like kids? Are there? There's so many things to take part of, and guys, there's so many issues out there in the world to also be solved. Maybe start like a little notes on your phone page and um, write down problems you wish there were answers to. And boom, there you go, got a business idea. (laughs) Well, at least like the start of one. Um, So that's a bit on career jobs. And it's not black and white advice either, but I hope it offered some sort of perspective at least. And so now the rest of the episode, I'm going to talk a little about things that I just wish I started doing sooner. They aren't necessarily attached to any sort of theme. So I'm just going to go down a list I have here because I was reflecting on this earlier before I hit record. And first, I wish in your 20s or in my early 20s, I started to read out of pleasure more often. And this was only something that I recently started doing within, was it? Yeah, it was like last year. And that's, I don't know what prompted it. Honestly, I think I just realized that the last physical book I opened up and read was legit in high school. And it was probably for a class project. And so I found that to be really sad. And my fiance loves to read. So he just inspired me. But this and okay, so I was like reading for like self help books before, you know, this past year. I was like, okay, and it would be like my nighttime reading. I'd be in bed and be reading how to change my life and improve my financial literacy. Like that is not bedtime reading material to help me wind down. And so I was just kind of lost in this whole like um, hustle culture mindset and reading a book for pleasure really helped change the game for me to just get lost in the moment, slow down, also turn on a piece of my brain that was creative and could get lost. So Colleen Hoover books is what started the game for me, but I just picked up my first thriller book. So I want to see how that's going to go. I'm actually really excited. It's called The Silent Patient. Uh, If you have read it, don't spoil it for me. Don't tell me how it ends because I literally just started it last night, but I think I'm going to love it. Um, So number two, stop saying yes to everything. In your 20s, I did mention this, you know, a couple minutes ago, like, yeah, try the new job, quit the job, try the new hobby. Like that's, yes, a bit of saying yes to everything. But I also said, check your heart and check your intentions, because I wish I started protecting my heart sooner of what I allowed to come into it. And this is through music. This is through friends. This is through environments that you're put in, jobs, conversations, you know, just stay mindful of what you are putting into your heart and saying yes to, um, because this can lead to you living your life for other people, burnout, a loss of identity, um, not prioritizing the right things, maybe moving away from your faith and moving away from God. I found this, all of those things to be true for myself when I just was saying yes to everything because yeah you you are 20 in your 20s and you're excited and you want to go and try and explore new things but um check to see if though when you're saying yes to things what are you also saying no to could it be your values could it be your morals could it be family time could it be friends you know just really start to take that perspective I wish I started to do that earlier also keep traveling alone. This is something um, I didn't mention. I got my first job because I my parents didn't wanna pay for my sorority, which I get. I'm gonna do that to my kids too. <laughs> Taught them a lesson, but I saved the money and studied abroad. So I studied abroad in college. I went to Italy by myself and met awesome people. I also traveled to Thailand by myself, met awesome people who are still some of my best friends to date. And you're able to see the world through your own eyes and you're able to become really independent because when I first traveled to Italy alone, I didn't wanna go places unless somebody else went with me. And I get it, I'm a woman in a different country. And yeah, it's not, I would say the safest and smartest thing to go (laughs) on a solo trip by yourself, but it helped me develop self-awareness and caution And boundaries to the people around me as well. So, getting comfortable, it allowed me to grow up as well and just see the world. Guys, if you have never left your hometown or left your state, go explore. There's so much culture to be seen. There's so much amazing food to be eaten. And there's a lot of opportunities that your mind and heart can be open to. And just getting yourself out in nature as well helps you slow down and give you a new perspective on the fact that there's so much life to be lived out there and so much more to your little bubble that maybe you've created for yourself. There's more than just comfortability. Also something else... To take note of to maximize your 20s is don't forget about your family. I think in your 20s, yeah, you want to go do and try and live your life and travel. Um, but And you can be all about your friends and your family sometimes can get put on the back burner. Maybe you're leaving your hometown as well. So it's your chance to kind of like spread your wings, if you will. But something I just want to remind you of is that friends will come and go. Your career can come and go, but your family, for some, I get it, not everybody's family life is the same and you might not have a relationship with your family. So I just want to point that out and empathize with that. But don't forget to call your parents. Don't forget to call your siblings. Don't forget to tell them that you love them even though you're out living your best life. As you get older, you're going to wish that you put more priority on them than trying to rush to your friends. And I'm not saying don't live your life and always stay at home, not at all, but just don't forget, don't forget that they're there. And another tip is work on your relationship with money. And when I say this, I mean, just increase your financial literacy, understand the power of credit, Um, and I am still learning. I am saying this as somebody who wishes they started earlier on this. Using a credit card to your advantage rather than buying stupid things. Don't get yourself into debt. Luckily, I, you know, had wonderful parents and a wonderful fiance where I never had any of these issues. But I know there are people of my age that struggle with this and maybe have a lot of student loans. And even if you're able to open up a IRA in your early 20s, start putting money into that instead of spending it on, I don't know, shopping or something dumb. (laughs) If you have a scarcity mindset with money, take note of that and be self-aware. If money, your paycheck, your salary is how you are currently defining your worth or security. Um, Donate. Sometimes, you know, it can be really easy to spend money I don't know, 90 bucks on shoes. But when somebody asks to donate money, you're like, why would I do that? And so really understanding the power of good, a good relationship with money and knowing that if you are able to give, you should be giving. Um, you Your money is not yours. It is for the purpose of God. And that really helped change my own relationship with money because my I constantly walk walked for so long thinking my money was mine and who wants, if you want to take away my money, like I feel a lack of security. But then I started to just really lean into that power of prayer as well and asking God what he wanted me to do with my money and where I should give it and how it can grow Um, and what good I can also do with my money, which leads into that whole conversation around donating. Another tip is doing something that is crazy to other people and maybe even you. And what I mean by this is like go skydiving, go bungee jumping, ask a guy out on a date, join a sports team, surf, scuba dive, go on a solo trip and watch your favorite sports team if you want to do that. Or go take yourself out to a concert by yourself if nobody else wants to go. Like just go do essentially. And maybe you're not um, an adrenaline junkie Like me, I have gone skydiving. I still want to bungee jump. Pretty sure I probably asked a guy out while I was in my dating days. Have I surfed? That's a good question. I think so, and I was probably really bad at it. I have tried skiing, thought I was good at it, ended up bruising every cell in my body. But just go do something that is crazy or just something that is different than out of your norm. Like I said in the beginning, 20s are your opportunity to try, go, and do, take risk, fail. If you're not failing, you are failing in your 20s. And last tip is go offline. (laughs) I wish I did this, you know, when I was 20 or 21, Um, started that then. But currently, a lot of you guys know this, if you are a returning listener, but I take Mondays off social media. I've been pretty good about that um, for the past going on I think a year and a half now. And it just really helps set up my week and really helps eliminate comparison because I was just, I found out like I was addicted to social media. Like I was posting for other people and really why else do we post, right? Like for attention or just, so also just checking your heart. What are you consuming? Are you contributing? Or are you consuming? And so really developing um, just fasts and breaks with social media because a lot of noise can be found in the silence. When I say noise, I mean just like self-realizations. And even like a lot of creativity can found by going offline. If you're feeling a lack of inspiration or burnout or drained or comparison, take a break from social media and be intentional about it. Every year I also take maybe like a month or two off social media, kind of just depends on when I'm feeling a little bit of burnout and I decide to place that break. But it's also a good test to make sure that I'm not putting social media as an idol in my life. So for sure, that is something that I encourage no matter what age you are to do that now. (laughs) But I hope this conversation was helpful, part of this two-part series coming to a conclusion. But if this was helpful, let me know DM me on social media, take a screenshot of this episode, put it in your stories and tag at Aris Lujano or at the Girl Who Can podcast. So then we can also start this conversation maybe with somebody else in your life. Also, I know you can be the girl who can leave a review if this episode or if you are a returning listener in these episodes have been helpful to you. I love reading your feedback. So scroll down wherever you're listening, tap the stars button, leave a written review. If you're on Apple podcast, it helps me and the growth of the show out so, so much, but as always excited for you that you finished another episode and appreciate you all so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day and week. And we will chat next Wednesday. Bye everybody.